The program which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, you're listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM. Today I'm joined by Catherine. And Lucy. returning into the fold, we've got Lucy. <laughs> Obviously, I'm Emma. You all know that. Lucy, welcome back. So nice to see oh, you. I our member. Thank you. It's so nice to be back. I've missed the studio. Tell us, what have you been doing in the intervening months <laughs> from <laughs> everything I, you've done? Um, I have been to the United States for a good friend's wedding. You officiated a wedding, I believe. I officiated a wedding, which was Congratulations. very exciting. Does a real that privilege. Mean is that like a one-time job or could you now just officiate no, any no. wedding in it's, It was a one-time job. So a one-time job. I was going to say, you yourself are actually planning on getting married this December. Can you can you self-officiate? Is that something that people do? Can Not you self-officiate? No, no. I think you'd have to have... You'd have to go somewhere where the law was a little looser. But in England, there's quite a lot of regulation about who can marry you and, and how it's formally... Do vicars ever marry themselves, though? <laughs> I don't well, know about a church wedding. That's a question for another time, perhaps. Yeah, but something that. for you guys to think about. I thought, so obviously normally we do start with things like a gripe of the week, things like that. But I thought we'd embarrass ourselves a bit, a new concept, which is like things I'm willing to admit that I actually don't know. That's kind of embarrassing not to know. Oh, and so like, okay. I think as someone who like has worked in schools for a while, and especially in primary schools, a lot of things that you know you kind of forget about and you, you maybe didn't learn at the time and you always thought, well, I'm never going to need to know that now. You know, I'm, I'm a kind of adult. But there's things that I definitely don't know. Like, for example, I don't know how to do long division. And if it ever comes up at school, I'm like, I never learned that. No one knows that. Yeah, right. But I never learned that. But the thing that I realized the other day that I was really embarrassed about is I don't know which one's the Arctic and which one's Antarctica and like what animals are where. Mm, I think that's something I know. <laughs> and then I kind of forget because it's like, oh, you're wow, getting okay. confused. I never knew it. And you I know, know that what? you don't know it. That's the important thing. So the Arctic, I know this, the Arctic is in the north. And that's where the polar bears are. The Antarctic are in the south, is in the south, and that's where the penguins are. Penguins? <laughs> penguins. Right, okay, because to be honest, I was expecting that like you both would laugh at me loads and be like, that's ridiculous. But it seems like I've hit on something that actually maybe <laughs> we're, all, we're all fairly ignorant about. I think they should have given them different names. Yeah. Like yeah. more different. I know well, they have different names, but Arctic in both is a little confusing. You're right. Okay, is there anything you guys are willing to admit that you're kind of embarrassed that you don't know? Maybe we can dispel some myths today. Maybe our listeners are sitting there thinking, I didn't know Arctic, Antarctic, and now I maybe know if Lucy's right, which I'm not convinced by. <laughs> I'm confused about... I, I, actually, I'm not confused. I've just never known what counts as a Gulf state and what doesn't. So Again, like, I don't know the If someone says, like, you know, um, the UAE... Is that in the Gulf? Is it not? I don't know. My geography is bad anyway, and I'm going to caveat that with I didn't do GCSE geography, and that's why I claim that I don't know these things. But I just get really confused about where these places are. I feel like we've just brought, we've just brought Lucy on to kind of sort out all our geographical <laughs> queries. No, because I don't know. I don't know if I can answer all of those questions. I mean, I know that the Gulf states are places like the UAE, but I don't think I could name them all. But is that definitely one? Because I think it like Kuwait <laughs> is one, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Right, let's sure. look this up, yeah. and then we'll come back obviously, to it later in the show. Obviously, somebody will find that out. One of our listeners will call in, disgusted that we've offended everyone. Lucy, is there anything you you want to reveal um, that you didn't know? So not necessarily many geographical. I don't know. It's really hard to narrow in on one. I think as a historian, you're always aware of the things you know nothing about. So, like, I think I know embarrassingly little 
about English history? I feel I know quite a lot about English history, but very little about ancient history in other parts of the world. There's so many things <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's just funny because it's things that you know you don't know. Like, I don't really understand... This is awful. Like Egyptians, Greeks, Romans. I couldn't tell you a good order of when that actually frame. happened. The time frame, mm. and that's a lot of overlapping is the answer. Yeah, to that. but there I, is a lot of overlap. But Egyptians, I think, I think, of the earliest culture, then Greek, then Roman. I mean, I, sorry, in that area, in that geographical area, not talking globally. I think it's just one of those things. That I think there's a lot of things that we don't really know. That like, in, people will be having a conversation, like your friends will be having a conversation, and you'll just stay a little bit quiet because you realize you have no idea. <laughs> you don't want them to be like, wait a minute, you think the Greeks lived in this time, so you just never know, and you always forget to look it up. Our topic today is going to be confidence. And maybe having the confidence to just say, like, I have no idea when this mm. happened or what this is about. Because, like, you know, you're often too embarrassed to say. So our main topic today, getting back to it, is confidence. On a kind of difference of women versus men. Mm. Like, is there a difference in confidence, do you think, for women versus men? Um, and I think there's a lot of studies or kind of anecdotal information about, for example, women are less likely to ask for raises. Women won't apply for jobs. Women are less likely to apply for jobs unless they're like sure they fit all the minimum requirements whereas men might just say like oh I probably can get you know whatever and they're more likely to apply um is that something like do you feel like anecdotally that there's a pattern I'm kind of thinking as well like looking at the kind of confidence levels of like our moms compared to our dads Mm. I would definitely say that I think my mom's a lot less confident than my dad and you know we'll say and very like self-deprecating mm. and you know we'll say things like if there's a picture of her and her friends she'll always like on Facebook for example because she's a modern lady she'll like type like <laughs> oh beautiful photo but like who's that uglier hag in the corner like <laughs> literally like without a doubt every photo is like that and I'm just like okay right so I don't know do you think that's a pattern I is, think I don't know. that is a pattern a hundred percent but it's not to my mind it's not something that is because we're men or women it's because what is what the norms are around being male and female and what's acceptable or what we learn to do. So I think you're right. I think you could definitely spot that pattern in terms of the way people behave and the way people present their own work or their own ideas. Um, And obviously this is a generalisation, but I think women are more inclined to say, oh, I'm not sure, but this is my idea or but I think that is something that we learn perhaps as women rather than something innate yeah there is I read that there was a book called The Confidence Code by these two quite famous journalists Kay and Shipman and they are kind of they kind of hypothesize that yeah it's like a lot of different factors and they do include like genetic and hormonal and and maybe that's not relevant and maybe it is all structural but like it is kind of exploring that women persistently like put themselves down and like any achievement they have for example they'll say oh like I was really lucky to get that Instead of saying, mm. well, like, actually, I worked really hard and that's why I achieved that. I don't know. What do you think, Kath? Um, I, I think a lot of it is to do with your environment and how you get treated as a girl. But actually, I know a lot of um, girls, especially our generation, who were really encouraged by their parents. And obviously, there is a trend for girls often doing better at school up to a certain point. And, you know, lots of there are lots of industries where women can go and be you know, more successful than men um, in certain fields or that which are much less kind of tipped um, towards male kind of achievement. But I actually think that there's something maybe to do with the hormonal side. Men maybe stereotypically are seen to be more aggressive or um, more confident. But some of that must be, well, is to do with like having a high level of testosterone um, and I wonder whether that means that you're a bit more inclined to be more confident as well as having that 
kind of aggression and what makes you physically potentially quite a bit stronger than a kind of female counterpart. And when I look at a lot of, say, really successful men that I know, and I would actually include my dad in this as well, they just seem to maybe have quite like um, an unswerving, okay, I'll go for that promotion, I'll put myself forward, I'll go forward and forward, and I'll always kind of back myself. And I think what you're saying about women being a bit more hesitant definitely comes through. But, you know, that can't just be to do with the environment that you're in, because there's so many opportunities that women are kind of given at school to like keep pushing forward and there are so many careers which are female friendly but I do think it's kind of shown across the piece with my female friends who are very confident in other areas but in career situations we're so accustomed to signs of strength and confidence and dominance being quite kind of traditionally masculine signs Mm. that it helps I think being a woman if you display what we would call like masculine behavior there is definitely a societal idea of like for a woman to behave like yeah you know being modest is something that's like obviously prizing women whereas like men people are attracted to something you know kind of arrogant yeah. men to an extent yeah, totally, so it's definitely totally. something that's like encouraged by society and maybe also men are equally really underconfident but it's just that it plays out in a different way so maybe like for a man his un- underconfidence has to come out as a sort of bravado and mm. you know attempts to show a bit of oh. showmanship i think um, in careers what's prized is turning up and working the same hours every day and being very dependable and reliable and that's kind of weighted against having a family or maybe being female and having kind of troughs and peaks throughout the month like i know for me there's a whole week where i'm definitely not high performing so men in a way are like <laughs> me it's a whole month <laughs> many people that would beg to differ do you think you're a confident person Go on, Lucy. Someone's going to be confident enough to say first. It depends on the circumstances. I think I can point to times where I feel confident and I can point to times where I feel quite crippled with self-doubt. But I think it's more about, for me, feeling confident comes from feeling like my position or whatever I'm meant to be doing is in some way authorised, acceptable, uh, and I'm qualified for it. I feel like if those criteria are fulfilled, there's no reason for me to be underconfident. But there are plenty of times where I wouldn't say that's the case, where I haven't felt that way. I'd put you down as the most confident, very loose really? woman. You're very no. confident, Lucy. No. Like when you told that BBC journalist <laughs> at an event we were at that she was talking rubbish. <laughs> yeah, we pitched a great idea, Late Night Women's Hour, to some random BBC executive. She kind of said, oh, I'm not sure like, that there's a really a market for that. And Lucy just said, so you're telling us our idea is shit. How's that supposed to make us feel? It was really great. That yeah. was a wonderful moment. Like, we were you, all proud of you. You challenge people. Challenge authority. And I think you're not, you're not afraid to say what you think. And I, 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 I think know, that you're confident in that respect. confident. I the same thing. <laughs> okay, what about you, Catherine? Do you, how do you um probably similar to Lucy but my in the sense that there are times when I feel confident and that tends to involve a mix of certain factors like feeling like I know what I'm talking about Mm. or I know why I'm there and what I'm doing feeling like I'm the right person for that particular job whether that job is fixing my dishwasher or giving a you know a talk in front of lots of people um but a lot of it comes down to the legitimacy of myself in front of other people So I feel really confident being here because I feel confident in the group with you and I know that our listeners like the show and that I have something valid to say. If I was in a very different group of people, I can feel my confidence kind of go. And I suppose like the secret to being a very charismatic uh, character is that you're the type of person who can just walk in any kind of room or get on with any different Mm. types of people. And I'm not sure I'm quite there. Um, So the things that I think I have a lot of like confidence crutches that 
you know, they're not things that I have to do or only do to make me feel confident, but they're little boosters, like I'm doing my hair and makeup or I like wearing certain types of clothes and things that give me a little lift throughout the day and give me that extra level of confidence. I would really struggle to stand in front of an audience of 200 people and say anything if I knew that I didn't have my hair and makeup looking amazing. Um, when we kind of initially talked about this idea, you did say to me, and I wanted to hear more about, um, you said you had low confidence but high self-esteem. Most people I know think that I'm pretty confident, and I would say that's probably fair. When I yeah. meet people, I'm chatty, I'm like quite, you know, at least when I'm on form, I'm a bit of a party animal. Um, and I've, you know, I've got like a wide, wide network, and so I've never had any like problem making friends and stuff. But um, so I, so I think I, I have the sort of external appearance of being confident. But when it comes to like self confidence and self belief, I think I actually have really low self belief. And a lot of people have told that to me, um, whether they're my teachers or my family or like close friends. And I don't think it comes out that often because the things that I like doing, I tend to be good at. But you know, it's not difficult going for a drink. It's not difficult watching Vampire Diaries. It's not difficult. I'm not sure you could class that something you're, you're good at. I, um, I can tell you. Know, she's she's good. very good at she's watching. Good. Um, but, you know, okay. when I try and do things like um, if someone suggests something that involves going out of my comfort zone, that's when I kind of have these little mini meltdowns and I need someone to help me get there. But I can, I can be. I'm one of those people who just, you know, I won't apply for jobs unless I feel really yeah. confident that I'm going to go for it. Um, but that doesn't impact on my self-esteem. I don't feel like I'm not good enough or there's something wrong with me. I don't lie awake at night thinking that I'm hopeless. I just kind of think, oh, I'm not going to do that because I'm too scared. So kind of like you guys are kind of saying you, you're being like realistic with what your abilities are. And if you feel like you can do it, then you feel great. And if you're not so sure because maybe you haven't done it before or whatever, then you don't have necessarily loads of confidence to do something you're not yeah, familiar no. with. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting distinction. Like self-esteem is, I think, you know, what helps you feel able to be yourself in particular situations yeah. and not feel isolated or um, you know, unwilling to be assertive or whatever yeah. else. But confidence is like another layer on top of that. And I think it would be really hard to be confident if you had low, if you didn't have high self-esteem. Well, I think a lot of people have very low self-esteem. Like they, inside, they kind of hate themselves or they, they think that they're ugly or whatever, but they have high self-confidence. So that's type of like a self-hating oh. actor can go in front of all of these people and it's like I can do it I'm the best thing ever but inside they're kind of like oh my god no one will ever love me like that's the opposite to me I wouldn't go on the stage but I feel quite happy and secure in my relationships um okay in terms Ooh. of me and my confidence um I think do I think I'm confident I think that yeah to an extent like for example there were issues today at school with some members of staff and I felt like confident enough to say like I think what you know we need to change what you're doing with this and this and this. Like I'm confident to say like if I disagree with something that's going on, I'm not like I'm not going to sit there and complain like to the side to someone and not actually say to the person's face like we need to change this. I think that's a kind of confidence. Am I always confident that I'm doing a good job for example? No. And maybe it's interesting to look at like how has our confidence changed over the years because I'm going to kind of go out on a limb and say probably we're all very confident as children and maybe our confidence has decreased. Is that mm. is that accurate? And so maybe no. like I think no, not it's for not. me. I think I think you. I can see that you uh, you two both very confident when you're younger, but I wasn't at all, not at all. I think it's I think it's just changed the areas and experience that there are areas where I'm much more confident now than I would have been when I was a kid. 
But then there are also areas where you think, ah, this is a lot more scary now than anything I ever had to deal with when I was a child. So you kind of, you encounter new challenges where you might Mm. find that your confidence is lacking, but also your ability to cope with things that might have been scary, you know, when you were younger has grown enormously. So it's like a kind of weird, you're kind of developing in some areas of your life, but you're also encountering new challenges that might undermine that confidence. So I kind of wondered, like, where does it come from then? Where did you get your confidence, like, as a child and then, like, maybe from now? So I suppose, like, as a child, I think I was kind of a little bit of a weirdo. Like, I still am a weirdo. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I kind of very much was, like, marching to the beat of my own drum. Like, I, I've always dressed kind of strange. And I feel like I was kind of confident in that because, like, I have very encouraging parents. I didn't really... I was probably in, like, a fairly nice school where I wasn't going to get, like, bullied for, like, dyeing my hair blue. You know, whatever. That So it was a nice environment for me to be in. And I think maybe, like, since then, like, you know, points like maybe finishing school, finishing, not finishing school, not like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go to finish, clearly I didn't go to finishing school, but when I was, um, <laughs> finishing my education and, like, my studies, like, and not really enjoying uni that much and maybe not enjoying my master's towards the end and being like, oh, maybe I can't do it that well and then not having a job after that. Like, I think that's a kind of dip in my confidence. You yeah, know, I think, like, that. the stability that, you know, if if you're fortunate in that you have a reasonable amount of stability and kind of, I guess, know what expectations are when you're little, that can help instill confidence. But you're right, when as life progresses and kind of those support networks are not necessarily always there, you have to find your confidence from somewhere else. Do you feel like you didn't have adversity as a youngster? So you got, like, used to being in a safe environment? I think so. But I was wondering, Catherine, you said that you were, you're more confident now. What do you think has given you that boost in your confidence? Um, um, well, my parents always told me that I was really clingy when I was little. Like, Aww. they were very worried about me going to nursery school on my own for the first time and things like that because Aww. I just didn't want it. My mum would hoover the house and I'd sit on the back of the hoover. Like, I, it just sounded annoying. Um, but, like, um, I always like was able to make friends but I was definitely very shy like very quiet really struggled to like talk to people I didn't know um and I think that I found it quite difficult to meet people that I had things in common with um at all of like my whole schooling um and really had to kind of like work quite hard to overcome that very innate shyness to me and there's a lot of like quite shy people in my family as well as a lot of very loud outgoing people um so I was like the kind of quiet one but I was also effectively an only child because my half brother didn't live with us so I was always like on my own in the house and none of my friends lived within walking distance to me so I think like going from quite an inhibited like very little person and having to try quite hard to move beyond that kind of taught me like how to appear confident when I met people because my um, dad actually had a really bad stammer when he was younger. He'd had to do a lot of, like, public, like, verse-speaking practice and all that kind of stuff to get over that. So he used to make me practice, like, speaking really loudly and would, like, give me kind of bits of advice about stuff like that. So, like, I think he was quite in his mind, like, you've got to just act confident and one day you'll be confident and, like, don't worry about it. So I suppose I just started pretending to be more confident than I was and then eventually... It kind of worked, but it was like a long process of like 10 years going from being very shy to not so shy to how I am now. Yeah, I think I was going to say, I think we have a lot of moments in life where you kind of feel like you either have to pretend, just do it, or you will 
struggle. Maybe that's how you learn, yeah, to kind yeah. of... Fake it till you make it. Yeah, that exactly. Classic. The, like that old adage. First time you do something, you Is always feel... Adage. I would say adage. Adage. <laughs> a little adagio. Right, that I'll could go for you. That could go for you. Um... Do you know what? Pronunciations are my worst. They are. <laughs> there we go. Number one well, question. Like, back to that one. The first yeah. time you do anything, you feel like a bit of a fraud or like you feel like you're faking it and you don't know what you're doing. And I think like, you know, people have quite obvious examples of that. Like, you know, the first time you go on a date or the first day of a new job. But like daily life is just a series or like should be a series of like constantly putting yourself out your comfort zone. And as soon as you start doing it on a regular basis and don't let yourself slip, you're going to find it a lot easier to keep doing it. Mm. Yeah, I think it is It is easy to... Oh, I know. This This is something that I, I don't know that really worries me. I don't know what to say when you go to, like, a market counter, like a butcher. <laughs> I don't know what to ask for, like, how much fish I might want or what cut or with meat. So I instead of doing that, I just always go to the supermarket, even though I nervous. reckon the butchers are nearer to me. And they can give you advice, probably. Yeah, you just I know, need but to I'm, too, I'm too embarrassed this to turn is... up and be like, I want some amount of beef. Do you know what? It's happened. It's something that can happen to anyone as well, because I don't know how much like a gram is or like 100 grams. This is something, maybe this is a, something we need to highlight in, in primary education, because I don't know that. And like, I've been stumped before. Like, this that's could something be a we need to real fashion home economics. Yeah, what's happened to that? <laughs> um, so back, so, okay, like, I was going to say, what do we feel confident about? Like, what kind of skills do you think we have what do we feel confident about our bodies maybe pers- personality wise whatever what is it what do you feel really really confident about should i start yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so i feel like i've got kind of some interpersonal skills i feel quite confident about that like skills. i am quite good at filling a silence that's You're a very skill. good at filling a silence um, you just did it and like yeah exactly being a good <laughs> friend um i think yeah those sort of things and baking i'm quite good at baking cakes mm. yeah you are but um, I think there's a lot of things that I don't feel confident about, but then if there's the right person there to make me feel confident. For example, on a kind of body level, I don't really like my boobs. This is something we've talked about on the show many a time. Not a fan of them. But if I have like a love interest who's really into my boobs, that makes me feel really confident about them. So I mm. think it's like that having another person there to kind of reassure you, I do feel quite confident in my body at the moment because I'm seeing someone who makes me feel confident about my body. Yeah, I think sometimes the confidence you have to... Inter- it has to come internally but sometimes an external influence can massively boost your confidence I think it's important not to be totally reliant on an external yeah. I mean there's yeah. only so much you can do yourself and then some kind of external negativity can quite easily shatter mm. it I think so it's like a you know a constant level of hopefully someone being nice and supportive in the right way what are you oh also if you're confident that my glitter application like the application of glitter Excellent. to my face, but it's gener- generally quite good. What do you guys feel confident about? Because I think it's something people don't talk about like at all yeah, enough. And I feel yeah. confident about my reading ability. <laughs> your reading like, age. What are I'm you sure like? Are you on the orange well. books now or the green books? Where are you? I'm actually on. I reckon I'm at the top level of books. Um, Kip, Biff and Chipper or whatever. I feel increasingly confident in um, like. Being able to read people. Okay, yeah. Is that a thing? Reading yeah. books and reading people, I like yeah. it. Yeah, you yeah. Think I'm a reader. You think you're perceptive? Oh my God, do you think I'm not? <laughs> no. 
I'm not saying, saying that. that. That's not just, you know what? Guys, I'm like the least perceptive. Guys, I'm saying it's important to talk about like what makes us com- what okay. we're confident about. And you're just shitting all over it. I'm not expecting you to say that is your number one, reading people. Reading books was number one, and number two is reading people. No, you're right. I don't think it is my number two. No, that's not what I meant. I, was, I think you're. I think you are good at reading people. I don't know. Like, great advice. You're not good at sounding sincere. Um, <laughs> let's not undermine each other's confidence here. I think <laughs> when I get up in the morning, I'm confident. I'm confident enough to not really care that my wardrobe's a bit shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like you you know, you know, some... You're confident in yourself, so you don't mind how you look, you mean? Well, like, no, you're... I do mind how I, how I look. Okay. Like, I'm quite fussy about makeup and... As long as you're normcore. Yeah. Like, I just... What I mean is, I don't really mind not being super trendy. Okay. I don't really care. I'm like, well, take it or leave it. This yeah. is the package I've come in today. And if it's a shit t-shirt, so be so it. So be it, yeah. I okay. think you've got a lot of, like, very adult life skills. Like, you, you're oh, quite... Yes. like. You have an adult, you know, lifestyle. You can drive. If you wanted to just go to Scotland, you could You could hire a car. You could drive out of London. Right. You could get to Scotland. You probably have booked stuff and you know where you're going. And a lot of people can't do that. I, I do would enjoy say driving. That kind of thing. I would say about you something that my dad once said about me and probably doesn't think anymore, which is that, like, he doesn't worry about me. Like, he's not concerned for me. I'm never worried. Mm. I'm not like, oh, I'm worried that Lucy's going to, you know, be in a big problem. Oh God! Yeah. Actually, we, we brought you here for an intervention. <laughs> but um, I saw yeah. you really struggling. Oh man! But what about you, Catherine? I think I feel quite confident in my like sort of intellectual like capabilities, um, and I think that's like tempered with an understanding of I'm not like you know by any stretch of the imagination good at lots of things. But the things that I am good at, I feel quite happy about, and I know that I can have a really enjoyable like conversation with someone make friends be interesting and have a lot of fun because I'm kind of doing different things all the time and read a lot and that kind of stuff um so I feel like in a way socially confident and in terms of like um you know like set things I feel much more confident in like my ability to do like physical things um so whether it's like horse riding or physical, <laughs> physical. you know, I, I feel confident in that, that kind of stuff. And, and as I've got older, I've just got so much more confident with how I look like mm. I just I just don't really worry about it until once I've done my hair and makeup and I put clothes on and I'm out the door. I don't really think about it for the rest of the day. Um, I have like problem areas, but I just I just feel really happy with who I am generally i think i've become increasingly like happy with my body as well like yeah. maybe you know there's obviously like you said that everyone has their hang-ups but actually like being willing to love yourself i think is really i key think part of a lot confident. of it comes from being relatively healthy and doing like physical activity mm. so like i've been doing quite a bit of horse riding at the moment and that really helps me in terms of like understanding how my muscles are working and knowing that I can do stuff and just feeling like this physicality and feeling quite attuned with like mm. how I work as a human. Um, so just to wrap us up, what makes us nervous then? Like what do we not feel confident about? Because I'm a real, real big fan of OkCupid questions, as you know. <laughs> and there is one that I think about quite often, which is what makes, what makes you more nervous? An important job interview or a first date? I really like interviews. I feel comfortable with them. I also like dates, um, but I think there's more potential to not enjoy or like have a date be either really good or really bad. 
So like, I know that I'm going to perform quite well in the interview, but your date is so dependent on the other person mm. because it's not just a one-way stream. Like you can dominate an interview in the way that you can't really dominate a date. And well, I, you, I, can. you could dominate a date. Well, <laughs> but like you want the other person to be, you Bouncing know, giving. You. Yeah. yeah, and if you don't have that, it can be painful. But I don't actually, I don't tend to feel unconfident before a date unless I've had some kind of hair disaster. Mm, I, for me, I think it's... I think I feel equally nervous about both, but in very different ways. Like, the interview, I'd want to feel, like, prepped and ready. And as long as I felt prepped and ready, I'd probably feel reasonably confident. And especially if it was a job I wanted, I'd be like, yeah, let's do this. A date, like you say, it's so much dependent on the other person. If it's someone I really liked, I would be quite nervous. Particularly about my, like, my skin. I'd be worrying about my skin and potentially about what to wear. I think I would have more nerves in a way about the date. And a final question then, when we are feeling unconfident, what tips could we give to each other? Like, what do you do to make yourself feel more confident in a situation? I think what I do is ask a lot of questions. So like, for example, starting a new job, I'd rather ask millions of questions so I know exactly what's expected of me at all times than kind of like fluff my way through it. That's probably what I would do. Yeah, getting information I think is a good confidence booster. Like, there's nothing better than feeling like you know what's going on so questions is good I for me I just put on a bit more blusher that can lead to me looking quite red faced but <laughs> I think you're embarrassed yeah. yeah I just think like wear something interesting and then whatever happens people would be like I love your outfit where's it from and you've got a conversation right there That's or good. offer to make a cup of tea remove yourself from the situation and be helpful also remember what's the worst that can happen you could piss yourself. Okay. Exactly. And, and on that it. note, um, so thank you so much for coming back into the studio Thanks, with us. Thanks, guys. It's, it's been, been great. super fun. Do you and feel more confident now you've been back on back in the saddle? Back on <laughs> and also, obviously, next week we'll be finding out more about the Gulf states and <laughs> polar bears. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.